2: All hail old women. Wiser Than Me Season 2 is out now from Lemonada Media. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio,
1: sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak
2: it all in.
3: Oh, burger
2: time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you.
3: I could stay here forever.
2: Carvana where car buying meets comfort meets convenience.
1: Download the app or visit carvana.com today.
0: Something inside me has always been there.
1: But now it's awake and I need help.
3: I draw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. Let the past die.
0: of newcomers where we're watching Star Wars for the first time, we're all in separate rooms. I'm Nicole Byer.
1: I'm Lauren Lapkus, and you are floating in front of the Golden Gate Bridge.
0: (laughs) I am, I'm on vacation, baby. It looks so great up there. Thank you. It's insane
3: how crystal clear the bridge looks (laughs) compared to how low quality you look in terms of the resolution. The video. Oh, All right. I this see. is off to a bad start for me. No.
1: It's perfect. <laughs> Today, we're discussing Star Wars The Last Jedi. Our guest is a comedian, writer on The Good Place and James Corden. He's the former host of Punch Up The Jam and The Gilmore Guys podcast. It's Demi Adijui Bay. Hi. Did not it right? You did. Oh, my God. I really felt nervous. No. I'm it's sorry. I'm sorry.
3: I, It's unfair almost to have to say my name because Demi is so easy and then a digiwebe feels like diving into the deep end. (laughs) You nailed it.
0: I thought it sounded good,
1: but like also it's not my name. I felt confident, but then, yeah. Okay, well, we're so happy to have you here. And Marissa was just telling me that your quote-unquote leaked footage of the Lando rap for Solo, a Star Wars movie, went viral and I just watched it. And it's awesome. Thank you. And... And the rumor is that that earned you an invitation to the film's premiere. Is that true? It
3: did, yeah. I got to go to the solo premiere, uh, but it also I think it also helped that I was also invited to go to the Force Awakens premiere.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, how did that happen? Yeah, how did that happen? I think
3: it was just because Disney was trying to do some stuff with people through Vine, so they invited a bunch of us to go. Oh. And they invited me and my friend Miel to go. And funny enough, I had... I had seen exactly one Star Wars movie before that point, but I was working at a place where all of my coworkers workers are big Star Wars fans. And I was like, they're going to hate me if I don't watch all the movies. So I just watched all of the movies <laughs> in like a weekend and then was like, all right, I've seen them. Now let's go to the premiere.
0: How was it watching them back to back?
3: It was it, I felt it was very weird like as a way to watch it for the first time because I just kept going, ah, yeah, it's the thing that, yeah, no, yeah, I've heard about this. Ah, yeah, I've heard about that too. Yep, this is the, yep, this (laughs) is that famous thing. So it's just like (laughs) reminding my brain of all the things I'd seen as like parodies on The Simpsons or whatnot. But it was good.
1: Yeah, we really relate to that. I think we've been like, been, it's been kind of fun to finally see the context for the things that you've like just seen parodied and exactly. stuff forever. <laughs> and now you're like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. Okay, wasn't that
3: confusing. Oh, what a fun thing everyone's loved for years.
1: Exactly. Had had you and so you've you obviously have seen the last Jedi before? Did you rewatch it for this, or are you going off your memory?
3: I rewatched it twice.
0: <laughs> twice?
3: <laughs> yeah, I rewatched it. This once. This is
0: like a two and a half hour movie. I know. Oh
3: it my was god, so the,
2: long. The
3: like month that it came out, I saw it three times, what? Uh, and I remember tweeting, "That's four hundred and fifty hours. That's too much time. Not four hundred and fifty hours. It's four hundred and fifty minutes. Uh, I don't know the math on minutes. that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes.
1: Wait, that's way too much time to spend watching this movie.
0: Yeah, I agree.
3: I agree, but I also think that it has been, I have not regretted a single minute of it. (laughs) (laughs) I watched it last night for the podcast, and then today I've been doing like a puzzle to keep myself sane in quarantine, which is Not Mm -hmm. really the activity of a sane person, but I in the background was like, I
1: do puzzles for fun when we're not in quarantine.
3: I bought this puzzle before (laughs) quarantine and then was like, maybe now's the time. (laughs) Oh, I mean, no, uh, very sane activity. But then today I was doing the puzzle and was like, I want to put on something in the background. And I was like, I got about two hours. Let's uh, watch the director's commentary.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. did the director's commentary let you in on anything you didn't know about the movie? A
3: few different things. Yeah. Like a, a few little tidbits here and there. Uh, some cameos and some uh, reasons that he cast people and whatnot. A lot of fun little details that mm-hmm. I feel like most people would be like, oh, I don't care about that. But I was just like, "Ooh, nice.
1: Well, let's give a little background to the movie. Mm-hmm. This, the movie was released December 15th, 2017. It was written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Nicole, what did you, just right off the bat, what did you think about this movie?
0: Right off the bat, when Yoda appeared, I screamed, Yoda! And then I started crying. (laughs) But then I started crying. I think I also did
3: the same thing.
0: (laughs) I cried because I said, I love Yoda, and Yoda is dead. But I was so happy that we got to see Yoda again. And then I was like, am I losing my mind that I just cried over Yoda And then I was like, Oh, Yoda rules.
1: (laughs) I was truly really excited to see Yoda. And I and it was the sign that I'm officially like a Star Wars dork. Like
3: I was like,
0: Mm -hmm. I love him.
3: This is the movie that made me a Star Wars dork.
1: Yeah.
0: This was the movie? Yeah. See, I liked Force Awakens better than this one. This one felt a little disjointed for me. Really? Also, yeah, you didn't think so. There was like a lot going on.
3: I like that there's a lot going on.
1: (laughs) I kind of agree. And this one really is one of my favorites now.
3: Mm.
0: Oh, I didn't hate it. My favorite scene was Kylo Ren shirtless with the highest waisted pants I've ever seen in a galaxy.
3: Insane. Insane.
0: And his body is so broad. I know.
3: He's built like a brick.
0: I was like, oh, boy.
3: This is a very horny movie.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, very there's horny. No, not enough kissing in this movie. I think there was only like one kiss and it was kind of weird.
3: Yeah, there's a kiss at the end where you go, huh? Wait, huh?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Why did they do that?
3: I, I don't know.
0: All right. Well, let's walk through the plot a little bit here. So shortly after the destruction of the Star Killer base, General... Leah Organza leads the evacuation (laughs) of the resistance forces uh, when the first order fleet arrives against Leia's orders. Poe Dameron leads a costly counterattack that destroys the first order dreadnought. The remaining resistance escapes into hyperspace, but then the first order uses a device to track them and attacks them again. Kylo Ren hesitates to fire on the lead resistance ship after sensing his mother Leia's, Leia's presence on board, but his wingmen destroy the bridge, killing most of the resistance leaders. Leia is dragged out into space, but survives using the force. Where, uh, while Leia recovers, Vice Admiral Hodo... Uh, <laughs> Hodo. Resu- assume- <laughs> oh, that's not it? Hol- hold, Hodo, on. Hold-,
3: hold on. Oh. Hold on. Uh, hold on. Hold
0: up. Hold on. Hold on. Hold- Assumes command of the resistance running low on fuel. The remaining fleet is pursued by the First Order. Okay. Now, that took about an hour and a
1: half just so we're on the same page. Sure
3: did.
0: It took so long. This movie truly happens in real time. And then when Leia was, like, dead in space but then uses the Force, I was like, this... This, like, franchise doesn't give a shit about killing people. Just kill Leia. No
3: one no one ever dies in this franchise. If they die, they come back as a ghost. It's really just, do you want to get out of this or not? And if you want to come back at any time, you always <laughs> have a space here.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, you're always welcomed back.
1: I liked when Leia was, like, in the, like, coma bubble. I thought that was kind of exciting. And Mm -hmm. um, the fact that her daughter is in the movie. Yeah. Yes! And she's got cute little, uh, like, little buns. It was very cute. I thought that was nice. And they had all their scenes together.
3: Apparently, her dog is a cameo, too. Really? Yeah, as an alien in the casino planet. I know a lot about this movie
0: Oh, The dog?
3: The dog. I don't
0: remember seeing a dog. It's
1: like a, I mean it's a small
3: cameo. It's like it's not like they focus on it and you're like, oh, there's the dog.
1: Oh, that's funny. This I feel like that is a kind of fun thing about the franchise that they just like sneak in people's like relatives and I guess dogs now. <laughs> yeah. This is like next level. I
3: was listening to your Force Awakens episode and Paul made the good point that it's just like, how does anyone that isn't related to someone already on Star Wars get into <laughs> Star Wars? It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, yeah it's hard. I did like seeing Laura Dern. How did oh. Laura Dern get it? Did she just say, hey, I like Star Wars? And they're like, put on this purple wig. Get in here.
3: I think it's law in Hollywood that you have to offer uh, Laura Dern first refusal rights on any role. <laughs> so she just said yes to this one.
1: I love her. I, I was very excited to see her, too. She's but it, it kind of felt like she's too... Like, I'm so used to her being in, like, normal
0: movies that, like, it was kind of weird to
1: see her in this.
3: I was very much like, that's Laura Dern. It,
0: like, takes you out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's like casting Brad Pitt in Star Wars. You're like, come on. That's, I know who that is. Yeah. (laughs) Dying their hair purple isn't like, oh, new person.
1: No, and it felt like when Laura Dern was talking to... Uh, Leia, I was like, this is the first day they met. Like, it just felt like very yes. like two actors mm-hmm. acting in a scene.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: Okay, I'm gonna keep reading a little more of what happens in this movie. Okay, okay. on Octo, is that the name of that? Because I don't remember ever hearing the word Octo. I think it's
3: octu I sorry. Oh. I I also just listened Ak- to your St- uh, Force Awakens episode, Ak-tu. so I heard you guys say that repeatedly, and I was like, I'll I'll <laughs> mention it on the. <laughs> Oh my God, that's hysterical. I honestly, I think the, the, the way that you pronounce them is great though, because every name in Star Wars is fucking ridiculous. They're all just it's like, yeah, it's a words. misspelling. Poe Dameron is just someone misspelled Cameron and said, fuck it.
0: I feel like most of the words in Star Wars are like, they put a bunch of letters in like a little bucket, shook it up and dropped the bucket and they're like, that's the name of that planet.
3: Absolutely.
0: It's like Boggle. Oh yeah, Boggle. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: On octo, oh man, it's more fun to say octo. Say octo,
3: then <laughs> it's more fun when uh, Nicole says Snooky.
1: That's true. Well, that's his name. Ray attempts to recruit Luke Skywalker to the Resistance. Under self-imposed exile, Luke refuses to help and says that the Jedi should end. After encouragement from R2D2, he agrees to give Ray three lessons in the ways of the Force. Ray and Kylo begin communicating through the Force, which puzzles them both. Kylo tells Rey that Luke feared his power. Luke confesses that he momentarily contemplated killing Kylo upon sensing that Snooki was corrupting him, which <laughs> prompted Kylo to destroy Luke's new Jedi Order. Convinced that Kylo can be redeemed, Rey leaves Ochto. Luke prepares to burn the Jedi Library, but hesitates. The spirit of Luke's master, Yoda, appears and destroys the Library by summoning a bolt of lightning, and he encourages Luke to learn from his failure. This is where I got really into it. Isn't it mm-hmm. weird
3: that everyone's got a weird name, and then someone just has the name Luke? I just can't get over that. We are
1: obsessed yes. with that. Why? It's I'm like very his name is Snoke, and your name's Ben. Yeah. Like, okay. okay.
3: <laughs> Give make it like Bon or something.
0: All of them should be names that I've never heard
3: before. Yeah, Bond Correct. Solo. I agree. Lack Skywalker.
0: Yeah. But don't you think it's weird that Kylo Ren chose Kylo? Yes. He chose it? Well, or maybe Snooki gave it to him, but his name was Ben Solo. Oh, right. Well, I got confused by the Ben part because,
1: okay, so in the movie... Someone goes like someone says Ben and I was like,
0: oh, and I said, that's Obi-Wan because wasn't Obi-Wan Ben?
3: Ben Kenobi. Yeah.
0: But I think he was named after he was named after Obi-Wan by Hans and Leia.
3: And then he went, I'm not Ben. I'm Ren now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm Kylo Ren. What a weird name. Also, every time they spoke through the force, I was like, I'm like getting horny. It's
1: a horny. I like
0: that. That is where the horniness
1: comes in. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That and
3: the scene where Laura Dern is like dressing down Poe and is like, I've dealt with Flyboys like you. You're impulsive. Dangerous. Every time I watch her, I'm (laughs) I'm like, they immediately (laughs) fucked after this scene was done.
0: (laughs) Yes. I agree.
1: And then I thought, like, okay, Kylo and Rey are, like, in love. Like, something is happening
0: between them. They're going to Mm -hmm. make out.
3: They're touching through the force. They're getting past that social distancing.
0: Yes. They truly are. They're breaking all the social distancing
1: rules. Mm. Well, I thought that they were really going to kiss, and then I thought she was going to go to the dark side, and I actually wanted her to, because I thought that was going to be cool.
0: Yeah. Well, she does kind of go to the dark side, like, when she gets her first lesson or whatever, and then... Luke is like you didn't even resist and then later in the movie she like dives into the dark side and then there's like a hundred of her and I was like I don't get this yeah I
3: I don't understand it at all but it's very cool
0: (laughs) it is very very cool and you've seen it like eight times and you
3: don't understand so. so there's no hope
0: for us we'll never get
3: it I'm also like every time I watch it there's a part where I'm like oh I understand this now better and I think it's just because part of me is just so focused on like the aesthetics of it and another part of me is just like i just listen to like different parts of it every time i watch the movie
0: oh
3: still my favorite one
1: okay wait i feel like we have to go back a little bit because i want to talk about rose as well have we gotten into
0: that rose, oh. rose yet Has she the come best.
3: Up? She rules i really like she's rose. the
0: little one who then goes off with finn yeah. yeah yeah yes i liked her and i remember people disliked her and me too after watching the movie i was like How could you have disliked that cute, fun character who only wants to help? I didn't get that.
3: I think they dislike her because they consider her character not very in the spirit of Star Wars and that she's just this like very she's a small part of this resistance and suddenly gets blown up to be a big part of it. And everyone's like, there are so many characters you should be focusing on. The movie's so long. You go to this dumb casino planet. And to me, I'm like, this is the first Star Wars movie that feels like they are taking into account. The fact that it's a war, and I'm like, that's why she's cool. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, what are we doing here? We shouldn't be doing this to kill people. We're protecting people, anyway. I love her.
1: Yeah, I liked her character, and I also, now that you mentioned the casino, I was lo- I loved the casino. I
3: like the casino Nicole, too. Did you
1: love the
0: casino? I loved the casino. I thought every set piece in the casino was like so much fun. And then was that Justin Thoreau at the table? It sure was. Yes. I was like, "What a weird cameo!"
3: Another weird cameo in this scene: that alien who calls them uh, out for like parking in the wrong place. That's Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
1: What? Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what did he look like? The one who was like brown, like uh, I'm trying to think. White of what it like.
3: robe. He's the one who's like, "There they are, get them."
0: Oh, that's him. He has a
1: cameo what? in every
3: Ryan Johnson movie. That's why.
0: Oh, that's oh. literally bananas. That's so wild. Yep.
1: Nicole, did you see the alien that had like twenty tits? That one that was <laughs> no! like a oh. yeah,
2: that-
1: it was like a lady with like all white like like orbs on her, and then she's just had, like a million tits. Oh wait, oh, we have to talk about when Luke drank the milk. milk from the udders, yep, and it was all over his beard. I was like, this is sick. <laughs> That was the sickest fucking shit I've ever seen. When he put that bottle up to the tit,
0: yes, and then like drank it, I was like, "What are you trying Uh, to prove, man?" This is sick. I think it's great, Demi. I thought it was absolutely sick when there was like green juice in his. Beard. It is sick. Oh, it really made me
3: but so upset. But I think upset. it's great because it's. I think it's partially him trying to fuck with Ray and being like, "All right, this is my life here. If you really want to stay, you're gonna see me drink green milk out this oh. alien tin every day." And then it's also partially oh. like I think of it as like a Paul Bunyan tale. Like he he's like in the scene before this, he just stabs a giant fish after uh, vaulting over a canyon and carries it up the mountain. And then he's like, "Oh, I also mm-hmm. drink milk straight from the udder of the animal." I'm just like, "You're just." Paul Bunyan
0: Wouldn't you get sick Don't you need to like
3: Pasteurize milk first Not if you're A real strong Space man
1: I, I actually I did like that montage Where he was like Doing all his like Paul Bunyan shit Like I, I, that When he killed that huge First of all He drinks the milk Then he takes like a Spear ride over To the other side Of a <laughs> mountain He's like Whee
0: yeah. and then he just like kills a huge fish that's like bigger than him that's
3: so fun it was fun
0: it was a lot to take in
3: apparently they airlifted that thing into Ireland just for that scene and I keep thinking about like <laughs> the amount of work that goes Wait, into what? just like one cause they just like made it practically and then we're like alright it
1: was real yeah
3: that's, that's another crazy. thing. That's they put so awesome. much work into these movies, and they're like, all right, we're going to airlift this thing in, and it's just going to be there for a single shot. But like, imagine <laughs> sculpting that and being like, all right, got to get these teeth just right so that we can put pump milk out of them, and then Mark's going to drink the milk, and it's all going to get in his beard, and that's in the script.
0: That's Ugh. so weird. I also... I mean, it's later when ray shoots the hole through her little hut and then those little people were so mad at her (laughs) i love those little aliens they were like oh no no, no, no." the little mother teresas yeah i love them and then when she like hit the rock and the rock fell on their little wagon and they were so upset i loved them they were so funny
3: i'm on their side she comes to their island, fuck up their shit come on
0: i thought this movie had like a lot
1: of good like practical effects. It felt like they were a lot Mm -hmm. more real looking uh, aliens or at least puppet looking, which I liked.
0: Yeah. I agree. So more into this. Meanwhile, Poe entrusts Finn, Mechanic Rose, her name is Mechanic Rose, and (laughs) BB-8 Ball with a secret mission to deactivate the First Order's tracking device. Maz Katana directs them to a casino town. And (laughs) Maz is like in a war of her own. Yeah. She is flipping around. She's shooting people.
3: They got spinoffs and spinoffs. That's uh, Lupita's character.
0: Oh, I love her. I love her. She's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Nigerian representation. She's
0: adorable. And I love those little goggles that don't have a bridge. Where she can I love that. I love lines. how they come coming from the side. Yeah. Yes. That's so
3: cute. There's a line she says in The Force Awakens where she just says, where's my boyfriend in relation to Chewie? And it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> that is cute.
0: So they go to Canto Bight uh, where they meet the hacker DJ. Pursued by local security, they escape the city with the help of stable hand children and racing animals they set free. Finn, Rose, and DJ infiltrate Snooky's flagship, but they're captured by Captain Flasma, and then Kylo brings <laughs> Ray to Snooky, who reveals that he connected their minds to discover Luke's whereabouts.
1: Who's kept? Oh, DJ is DJ's Benicio del Toro.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: Who looked very good.
3: Yeah. There yeah. were there were points at which I was like, they're trying so hard to make him not look good and it's not working.
0: Oh, I know. He they like shaved so his eyebrows hot.
1: like halfway, I think. They were kind of weird, but I was he into is it. a hot man.
0: He did have a weird stutter that came and left, I felt like. Yeah, like sometimes he had it, sometimes he didn't. It was a weird choice.
3: like a cartoon character, which I think is why I like him. He's weird.
0: When DJ turns, I was like, not surprised. I was like, he's a shady person. You didn't know him. I wasn't really invested in him being a good person. So when he turned, I was like, oh, who cares?
3: He's also like the only character that does that, I feel like, in the entire franchise. The closest is Lando, but then he's like, actually a good guy the whole time. And like, DJ's just gone. So it's just like mm-hmm. seeing a morally gray character in a Star Wars movie felt weird to me. But I think I like it.
1: Yeah. Well, I also felt like DJ comes into play like pretty late in the movie. And I mm-hmm. sort of was like, I don't, I'm not getting invested in him. Like, right. I just like didn't mm-hmm. really pay attention. Um, Nicole, I was going to say I just learned that I taught you how to say um, it's I told, taught you la- the wrong way how to say Donal Gleason. Yeah, Donal Gleason. Donal Donald, Donal. yes. I said I was saying Donald anyway. it's yeah, wrong, but donald. Now,
0: now we know. And now we can speak about him with reverence. Donald. Donal. It sounds like we have an accent when we say it. Donald.
1: Donald. How'd y'all Recent. feel about
3: Donal in this movie?
0: Well, we love Donald.
1: Oh, yeah, but
3: he's great.
0: we love him so much. But I will say they put more red around his eyes. I think to make him less attractive, and I was like, "You can't make him less attractive to me."
1: He I could agree. Be- <laughs> he's so cute. I hate his hair in these movies, and I yes. think
0: he—they make him as ugly as he can be. But it's still—he's still hot. Yes, he's very. Honestly, alive. I would be part of the what is it—the first order just to be near him. Mm. It would
3: be fun. Interesting. You join the Nazis for the hot Nazi. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. That's what
0: I'm saying.
1: Yeah. It's that easy. (laughs) Um, Okay. I'm going to read our next part here. Holdo plans to evacuate the remaining members of the resistance using small transport vessels. Believing her plan to be cowardly and futile, Poe leads a mutiny. Leia recovers and stuns Poe with a blaster, allowing the evacuation to proceed. Holdo remains aboard the ship as a decoy to mislead Snooky's fleet as the others flee to an abandoned base on Crate. DJ buys his freedom by revealing the resistance's plan to General Hux, and the First Order fleet begins firing on the evacuation transports, destroying many.
3: They should have just called her, like, Dora Learn or something. Just lean into it.
1: Dora Learn. I know. Is her name, Ho- is she Holdo? Wait. Holdo. Yeah, she's Holdo. Yes. She looks amazing in this photo we have in our little character she sheet great. here.
0: Also, I like uh, the evil BB-8 Yeah, ball. BB-9E. <gasps> yes. Yes, I liked that little evil one. They don't
3: focus enough on the evil one.
0: No, and I want it more. Also, BB-8 Ball did a lot in this movie. BB-8 Ball was like a full-on character. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you didn't need the people. BB-8 Ball could just do it himself. I think
3: they should go full Wally with a spinoff and just give us a BB-8 Falling in Love spinoff.
0: Yes.
1: I would
3: absolutely watch that. I would
1: love that. I think BB-8 Ball had a lot of great moments, like when he was on top of the uh, like monster claw machine and like drove mm-hmm. it in. That was a epic moment. Yeah.
3: How'd you guys feel about the porgs?
0: I love the porgs!
1: They're
3: great.
0: Wait, were the porgs the little thing that Chewy was going to yeah. eat but then didn't eat? Oh, they're fun.
1: They're the I like them.
3: I love them I'm so much. I'm
0: obsessed with them. I
1: want porgs merch. I remember being now. in the theater
3: <laughs> and just being like, hmm, I don't know about this. And then the porg showed up. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> like they're delightful.
1: The porgs are amazing.
0: The crystal critters,
3: oh or whatever God, they were calling them, boxes. are also amazing.
1: Ooh, yeah. I liked
0: them. Were, there was a lot here. of cute things.
3: Apparently, they came
0: up with like, porgs. little cute things.
3: They came up with porgs because the island they were shooting on had so many fucking ducks, and they were like, "We can't get these out of the way." So they were like, "What if we create a creature that looks like them that we can CGO for some of them?"
1: Really? Yeah, that's funny. I Incredible. love that. I love that, and I love that. Well, see, that's also the kind of creativity that I think some of these movies were lacking like I think this movie had a lot of things that I thought were really artistic like cool choices like where the sand turns red when you like touch it or whatever like Mm -hmm. there were a lot of cool things that just felt really real but also like something I've never seen before and some of the previous ones we felt were just so CGI'd and so fake looking that it was like It's not even interesting. Like this felt like it had a lot of like practical things that were really cool.
0: I agree. And before we get into the rest of the movie, we got to take a break. And the best part, you can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Oh boy, and we're back. Wow. Okay, so more of this plot. Okay, order to kill Rey, Kylo instead kills Snooky. This gagged me. When the little lightsaber did oh, yes. and Incredible. went right through him, I was like, "Ooh, wait, this is." I loved it. So then, um, he defeats the Praetorian guards with uh, with Ray's help, and then Ray hopes Kylo has abandoned the dark side, but instead, he asks her to rule the galaxy with him, much like Anakin does with uh, Obi Wan. Is that Natalie he tells? Cor- uh, er- He tells Natalie Portman to come with him, but then he also tells... uh, Oh, Padme. He tells Padme to come with him, but then he also tells Ewan McGregor that, like, we can rule together or whatever, and Ewan McGregor's like, what the fuck? Is
3: this in Revenge of the Sith?
0: This is the third one. Okay, yeah. Right before he gets all burnt up.
3: That was the first Star Wars movie I ever saw, but I still have not seen the first, the episode one and two, because I was just like, I don't care. Ah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think it's worth it because everyone says it's they're bad and i'm like okay then i'll skip them
0: yeah i i think it's worth it <laughs> well nicole found a lot to love in some of those movies
3: okay, i love okay.
0: jar, jar, binks. <laughs>
1: jar jar binks
0: is an incredible character
3: i think jar jar is fun
0: me too so you'll like the movies
3: i bet i will
0: so refusing she battles him for control of Luke's light luke's lightsaber bisecting the weapon Holdo sacrifices herself by slicing through Snicky's flagship at light speed, crippling the First
3: Order. So cool.
0: It was very, very cool. Yeah, that was cool.
3: Sitting in the theater during that moment, like, you could hear a pin drop. The silence is so good. This movie uses, like, silence very well.
0: Yes. Yeah. So then Rey escapes the destruction while Kylo declares himself supreme leader. BB 8-Ball frees Finn and Rose, and then they defeat Flashback. Plasma? Plasma? Phasma. And join the survivors. (laughs) Oh, phasma. No, phasma it is now. (laughs) I (laughs) like plasma. Plasma. (laughs) And they join the survivors on crate. Then the First Order arrives. Poe, Finn, and Rose attack the obsolete speeders. Uh, Ray and Chewbacca draw the TIE fighters away from the Millennium Falcon while Rose stops Finn from sacrificing himself. The First Order penetrates the resistance fortress using a siege cannon.
1: Luke appears and confronts the First Order allowing the surviving resistance to escape which was that was an exciting part but I also was like really happy that Poe or whatever understood that's what Mm -hmm. was happening Because he's like, no, no, he's stalling for us. He's helping us. That was lucky, okay? It was very lucky.
3: I think that scene is my favorite scene in all of the Star Wars movies. Like, it's just such a good fight. It's a
0: great scene. Yeah. While Luke is out there and Kylo's in the thing, and then he's like, all of the guns on him. And he's like, mom! More! more and he's like shaking I couldn't stop laughing
3: <laughs> that was insane
0: that was insane
3: he's just a
1: moody little boy yeah and then Luke gets he's not dead which was like amazing mm-hmm. well we find out that he was using the force from a mountaintop and he wasn't really even there the
3: way that nope. first like uh. gun hits him and then explodes in a cloud of dust and what looks like blood i was like jesus christ i thought it was just like him exploding i was like what the fuck are Say, they doing here? i know
1: i was like we well, you got it man calm down <laughs> oh my god okay kylo orders the first order's forces to fire on luke but they fail to harm him he then engages luke in a lightsaber duel upon striking luke kyle re- kylo realizes that luke is not physically present but projecting his image through the force ray helps the remaining resistance escape on the falcon an exhausted Luke dies peacefully on Ach-To, two, <laughs> becoming one with the Force. Ray and Leia sense his death and Leia tells Ray that the resistance can rise again. At Canto Bight, the stable hands recount the story of Luke Skywalker. Afterward, one of them moves a broom with the Force and gazes into space. "Oh, he moved it with the Force? I, I didn't you see that." You had to that. like
0: really be watching it. And in that moment, I was crying. I don't know why, but I was just like, oh, it's so beautiful. And then I was like, oh, no, that little boy is a youngling and it's going to be a Jedi. And I was like, oh, Jedi aren't dead. I feel like I I,
1: I got that he was a Jedi, but I didn't, I didn't get why. I guess just because he had that ring on. But I didn't realize he was moving the broom with the force. It was such a mm-hmm. slight
3: thing that it makes you go, oh, huh, what? But I think it's just supposed to be like... A symbol of it, like, oh, there's more than... Je- like, the Jedi aren't done with Rey, even. It's like, they're a Jedi throughout the galaxy. Anyone can be a Jedi. Who is this I boy? See. Who gives mm-hmm. a
0: shit? But then I was like, is Rey gonna be, like, a Jedi master? Is she gonna, like, lead the new Jedi regime?
3: I guess you'll just have to see in the next... I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> what did you think about those uh,
1: big horses things, or whatever oh, those were?
0: I loved those big horses... I thought they were so much fun. And then when they were running through the town with like the lights and stuff and they're like too much cover. Like I, I thought it was very exciting, very fun. And then I liked that they got set free at the end. Yeah, me too. That was really cute. Also, here's some trivia. Yeah. So although Disney decided to not use George Lucas's story outlines for episode... Uh, what is this? Seven and eight? I don't know. These V11, V111, <laughs> one, one, and one X. <laughs>
3: oh, this is uh, episode VI.
0: Vi, v- and X. Vi, <laughs> v- v- N- and <laughs> After purchasing his company, a couple of Lucas's ideas surfaced in this film, including Skywalker living as a recluse and training a female Jedi. Oh, so that was his idea. It's mm. kind of interesting.
1: What an yeah, ally. I like
0: that. I got to say, I did enjoy that there was so many. I like that there was more women. Yeah. This one had like the most. I agree.
3: And they're all important, it seems.
1: Yeah. And like different types of women. Like I thought like mm-hmm. Rose compared to like Laura Dern's character. Like they all had different like strengths. and stuff.
3: Dern's. You got yes. Maz Kanata. You got an alien lady. You got a lady <laughs> in a big metal suit. Uh, plasma. Wait,
0: Plasma's a woman?
3: Yeah. Oh, wait. I didn't get that. It's Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones. I've what? never
0: seen a game. What well, a waste of a casting really
3: IMO. She is very tall.
0: I thought it was a guy. No. I didn't know. Did they talk? Yeah. Yes. They did talk, and I, I did I guess I did know it was a woman. I guess I didn't really pay
1: close enough attention to the words. You don't something. see don't gender.
3: Know. It's fine.
1: Yeah, it's true. Okay. After reading the script for the film, Mark Hamill told writer director Ryan Johnson, I pretty much fundamentally disagree with every choice you've made Whoa. for Luke Skywalker. Now, having said that, I've gotten it off my chest, and my job now is to take what you've created and do my best to realize your vision. Despite the ultimately divisive response among fans following the film's release, Hamill later said in a statement that he had maintained respect for Johnson as well as episode V-X director,
3: J.J. <laughs> J. Abrams. <laughs> Vix.
0: Fair. I wonder what direction he wanted to go in.
3: I think a lot of people when this movie came out we're just like that's not luke luke would never be a pussy who just like lives on an island and who accidentally like thinks about killing uh his grandson and i i feel like that's such a dumb thing to say because the whole point is that he made that mistake and is like yeah that's not who i should be and this movie is about him realizing that he shouldn't be doing that but i don't know i think a lot of yeah, people also just wanted wait. him to be like a badass lightsaber wielding like mm. master
1: but I almost think that's too simple. Like I liked this storyline and that he Mm -hmm. had like an emotional journey that he's been going on and thinking about him, like starting this whole different life on this Island and stuff. It was like more interesting.
3: I agree.
0: I thought it was more interesting too. So then when he like finally becomes one with the force, I was like, wow, like it meant something to me. Cause I was like, he did make a mistake during training. He did, you know, scare Kylo into, you know, fully going all the way to the dark side. Um, And then also, Kylo, just like his grandpa, killed younglings.
3: Yep. Off screen, just saying, fuck it.
0: Yeah. He Mm -hmm. just killed some younglings and took some to the dark side with him. And I was like, I like, I like a lot of the, a lot of these movies are second beats of things that happened in the original three. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. Well, it's also making it more fun to watch these.
1: Like, I think. I, was it Paul, I think, on the last episode maybe was saying like people like some of the complaints are sometimes that it feels like they're remaking some of the first movies with totally. just like new characters. and. But I like that because it's like we were bored by the first one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and now... It's fun and action packed and like similar storylines, but I can follow it and I like all the people. This and- one doesn't <laughs>
3: feel like a remake of any of them to me, which is maybe why I think I like it the most, that it, it takes little pieces that you're like, oh, that's kind of like this thing in the original, but then it goes very far different directions with it.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's why this one's more successful, because it seems like just like more creative, like it feels yeah. like they just kind of like used the the world and- spanned out a little bit, which is kind of fun. I feel like it was I liked that there were so many random things happening in this movie and different mm-hmm. like things that you're following and exciting little moments.
0: Another piece of trivia is Carrie Fisher was also a well-known writer whose services were also often called upon t- uh, to act as a script doctor for other films. She began declining such assignments when producers would solicit her story ideas, then hire someone else to actually change the script and use Fisher's ideas without paying her. However, director Ryan Johnson revealed that Fisher helped with the writing of the script for this film. I love that. That's yeah. cool. Why would people take her ideas and not pay her? She's like so
3: awesome. I don't
0: know. Uh, I don't know. I think it. I don't. I don't. Know. People hate women. Yeah, oh. that's. I
1: forgot. That might
3: be it. <laughs>
0: Oh, and this,
1: okay, I had heard this before. This is a funny one. When filming, Laura Dern said pew pew every time she shot her blaster. (laughs) (laughs) Although not audible, one such instance even made it into the finished film. It can be noticed in the close up shot when Holdo is stunning her opponents. I want to go back and
3: look at that. Oh, I do too. That
0: is so funny. Pew pew, pew pew. I'd do
3: the same (laughs) thing, probably. If you're shooting and you can't hear the gun sounds, I'd be like, all right, let's, I want to, I need this.
1: That's very funny. I actually recently had to shoot something, shoot somebody in something where I'm like shooting like five people going and I kept going and it was very (laughs) dumb. And I, I think that might be where I learned that she said pew, but it's hard to stop yourself. Uh, Carrie Fisher ad libbed the line. I changed my hair, which was a cute joke.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: She's so fucking funny.
1: Um, She's so awesome. She's great. These movies really made me like appreciate her. I I've, I started liking her a lot in re- like recently because she was on Catastrophe as mm. the mom of Rob Delaney's character. I think. And she's really great on that. And I was like, oh, she's so funny. And then she's in when Harry met Sally and she's really funny in that. But I only knew Mm -hmm. her from those things, which is stupid because she's obviously so famous for these movies. I didn't know.
3: Like I appreciate that. I knew her of her through star Wars, but then also knew she was like a very famous script doctor. And then I was like, Oh, what is she Mm -hmm. written? And it's like, Oh, she was like the go-to person to bring in and write like comedy in like through the eighties and the seventies. And like, Wrote on, I think Mm -hmm. the Blues Brothers and a bunch of other stuff, and I'm just like, oh, what the fuck? Why, why have we been just using her for such like little, such limited use of Carrie Fisher?
1: Yeah, she also like if you look up interviews with her, she's just so smart and
3: so yeah, so
0: smart, and she's so quick, Mm -hmm. which is like so I love watching a person be able to like hold their own and be so funny. I thoroughly enjoy her. It's great. Yeah.
1: Um, Here's a little another trivia. The three resistance fighters who pop up from the trenches on crate are Mark
0: Hamill's children. More people just related to people in the movie getting into the movie.
3: I think in either this one or in The Force Awakens, Tom Hardy has a cameo as a stormtrooper. Really? Yeah. Wait, who? In a deleted scene, Tom Hardy uh, has a cameo in Star Wars. Yeah, let me see. It's That's in, wild. Yep, that's it's in The Last so Jedi. so crazy. They deleted the scene and I'm like, good, because no one wants to be like, is that Tom Hardy? But. <laughs>
0: right?
3: Yeah. Oh, to be famous enough to just go, can I be in Star Wars? And they go,
0: yeah. That's what we're trying to do. I mean, that's how um, Samuel Jackson got <laughs> into it. Yeah. Yeah. Did they make more Star Wars movies. Oh, uh, let us in. Also, in the... Casino scene, I was so excited. There were so many black people in
3: there it. There were a lot of black people in the casino. They put us all in the, in the scum, the rich people pool. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, here's the place where all the awful one percenter piece of shit are.
0: Mm-hmm. I was happy. I was like, we got something in the future. That's how you know
3: it's a fantasy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Johnson says he held on to the joke with Hux at the beginning of the movie feeling that he needed to break the ice and tell the audience up front that it was going to be okay to laugh in this movie. He likens the tone of the scene to a Monty Python sketch. What part are they
3: talking about? The part where he calls them and is like, I got a message for General Hugs.
0: Oh, that made me laugh very hard. A
3: lot of people hate that scene. I'm just like, why? It's fun.
0: I thought it was funny. And I was like, oh, even in the future, we can't hear each other. It's fun. But then... (laughs) <laughs> it was just like a bit to buy time. And I, th- I was like, it's a smart, funny bit. And I thought it worked with the movie.
1: Uh, let's see some of these reviews from the time when this movie came out. Mm. Todd McCarthy from The Hollywood Reporter says, Star Wars The Force Awakens pumps new energy and life into a hollowed franchise in a way that both resurrects old pleasures and points in promising new directions. I agree with that. Review? I
0: agreed too.
1: Uh some of the negative reviews, entertainment editor Marlo Stern from the daily beast suggested people skip the last Jedi. He stated oh. director Ryan Johnson's follow-up to the force awakens felt overstuffed and incredibly disjointed a collection of uncorrelated raw, raw scenes and little else. I, well, I also like
0: kind of agree with that, but I did but enjoy the, the movie. That's kind of what I liked about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kyle Smith from the national review said so many elements in episode V one 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 are recycled and could have been called rerun of the Jedi.
1: <laughs> On Rotten Tomatoes, the rating from critics is ninety one percent, but the audience score is forty three percent.
0: Oh, interesting. I'm really surprised people don't like
1: it. But see, we're always quote unquote wrong with our opinions. Yes, this stuff. we are very, very <laughs> wrong.
3: This is very much a movie that made the audience like. It was like the people who hated it really, really hated it. And the people who liked it really, really liked it. And it feels like there's not a lot of middle ground, which I I don't love because it just feels like now everyone's like opinion of this film is weirdly political. And it's just like, no, you can just be like, yeah, I thought it was nice or no, I didn't like it. But (laughs) yeah, it's a it's a weird like this movie. It's not like like none of the other ones really feel like a battleground.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like I really liked this movie, but if it was one hour shorter, I would have loved it. Correct. Yeah.
0: I thought it was like slightly too long, but I I did like it. I liked it a lot. I think I maybe wanted even more of Luke giving Rey Jedi training. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, I don't think she
1: got enough. Yeah. And that was kind of the most exciting like part. I liked that it was like a female character that was getting that sort of moment mm-hmm. and- and she and you could tell like she was going to be really good at it. And he didn't really expect that or whatever. And then she's so awesome. And I, I like that whole storyline with her character, especially considering I feel like in the previous movie with her, I didn't really care about her that much. But I felt like yes. she became important to me in this one.
0: Yeah, I felt like they gave her a yeah. little bit more to do in this movie. I thought like I liked her character much better in this one. yeah.
3: I also like that they basically go, uh, yeah, you're not really related to anyone who gives a shit about your parents. Let's move on. Yeah. Yes,
0: because I spent the last two movies being like, who the fuck is she? Who is she? Who are her parents? Who are they? Mm -hmm. And then the movie was like, nobody get over it. And I (laughs) said, oh, okay. Should we read some nice reviews that people have given us? Oh, my Ooh. God. Yes.
1: If you guys are enjoying the show, please review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And we we like to read some of these nice ones. You want to read the first one?
0: Yes. This one is entitled On Point. I watched the three originals for the first time with my husband about 15 years ago. I had to laugh because John G sounds uh, exactly like my hubby. Uh, I guess Gemberling or have we had, oh. had Gabrus, too? Yeah. So we don't know which one she's talking about. John G. I was grateful to watch them with a fan because I have the same thousand questions. I even consider myself a fan, but these ladies were on point about so much of the movies. And the fact that they watched all of the second one is amazing. Unless you're a person that thinks Star Wars can do no wrong, I think you'll enjoy this podcast. Thank you, uh-huh. Viva
1: the Block. That was very nice. Um, okay, this one's titled Those Aliens Can Get It. Nicole and Lauren offer new perspectives about Star Wars I didn't know I needed. I'm a lifelong fan, but often feel shut out by the intense fans mansplaining, uh, fans slash mansplaining that happens around Star Wars. This podcast makes me laugh. Remember why I love these movies and helps me to remember to not take them too seriously. Also, Nicole and Lauren are hilarious and smart, beautiful angels who also want to bone some aliens. That's so <laughs> nice. Those from Cosmic Femme, and I loved it. We have wanted to uh, have sexual intercourse with many aliens in these movies. Yes,
0: many, many, many. Um, Demi, is
1: there anything you want to plug while you're here?
3: I. No, nope. I got no one's got anything. No one's doing anything. Uh, I'm at home. Well,
0: do you have social media? Do you want to tell them about your Instagram, your Twitter? I'm
3: at Electro Lemon on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, follow me there if you liked what I said here. And even if you didn't, Hmm. because then I won't be talking about Star Wars on those things. And you can be like, hey, I like that he doesn't talk about Star Wars here
1: so that yes uh, and you should go. you guys should go look up Demi's uh Lando rap it's really yeah, great look it that up. was so
3: awesome it's thank you I really enjoyed making that.
0: Lauren I'm very impressed by your skills thank
3: you what'd you say <laughs> yeah. Nicole
0: no I was cutting you off to be like Lauren what would you like to promote but you were still promoting yourself so then I was like be quiet Nicole so I was being quiet but um but now <laughs> Lauren do you, have, <laughs> do you have anything you want to promote
1: Yeah, I want to plug my Patreon, patreon.com slash Lauren Lapkus. If you sign up, you can join along for all the fun I've been having there. I've been doing improv episodes and conversations with friends. I even did a solo episode. And uh, as a special bonus treat for all the newcomers listeners out there, I recorded a watch along for this movie. So if you want to watch the movie and hear me and my husband talk over it the entire time, then sync it up from my Patreon. But that's all I have going on right now as I wait for um the world to begin again. <laughs> so it's gonna be a lot of recording from home.
3: Interesting. I am very intrigued as to what you will think about the Rise of Skywalker.
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently people did not like Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Which means I will probably love it. Right? Well, we'll I know. See. Nicole, what do you want to promote? Well, I wrote a book. It's called Hashtag Very Fat, Hashtag Very Brave, The Fat Girl's Guide to Being Brave, and not a down-in-the-dumps, weeping fat girl, mediocre fat girl in a bikini. That is out June 2nd. It was supposed to come out in May, but Corona, delayed it. Ugh, corona. Uh, I have another podcast, uh, Why Won't You Date Me, Best Friends with Sashir Zameda, and then a Patreon with Marcy Giroux, where we watch 90 Day Fiance, one of the best television shows in the history of television and then nailed it comes back April 1st on Netflix
1: oh and everyone should watch good girls I'm coming into the season soon I come in episode 8 this season and I'm very excited about that so it's on NBC
3: oh uh, also watch uh, Star Wars the last Jedi
1: Well, that's it for us. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Demi, thank you for doing this
3: thank with us. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank
0: you
1: so much, I Demi. wish that
3: I could be in a studio with you guys doing this, but we got to stay safe.
0: We have to social distance, stay home, flatten the curve. Uh, if you don't buy into flattening the curve and staying home,
3: truly read just a couple articles about it on the internet. And if you're not into reading, just do it because it's cool. All the cool kids are doing it. Everyone's yeah, at home. Yeah, it's you know, true. Because all the people who are staying at home right now, in a couple months, going to be like, "Damn, you stayed at home. That's that's pretty cool, man."
1: Mm-hmm. I don't <laughs>
3: know where this riff is going.
1: It, you actually sound very similar to uh, the Matthew McConaughey video he posted today of explaining flattening the curve. He basically is just like. I'm going to do it to protect my family and and in turn, I'll protect your family. And if you protect your family, in turn, you protect my family.
0: So let's just do it.
1: Let's stay (laughs) home. We're
3: going to all be all right. All right. All right.
1: (laughs) I mean, whatever
0: it fucking takes. It's so wild that people are still outside. Stay inside.
1: What's
3: even outside to do now? I don't know.
1: And I was walking around like for a walk in the sun yesterday and people just are around and they don't. They don't seem to be social distancing. I just think it's a little scary. I want everyone to just stay away from me and each other. Uh huh. Yep. All right. Well, this was very fun. And yes, yes, yes. See you next week. See you next week. That was a headgum podcast.